You are listening to the Hustle and Muscle podcast with Kimmy and Kayla. Hustle and Muscle is part of the Thoughtbox podcast network. Thoughtbox provides listeners with a collection of quality podcasts across the Southeast. Join us every Monday for empowering episodes about life, faith, and how to truly become a lady boss. We hope you feel inspired. Hey guys, you're listening to Hustle and Muscle podcast. A vision was laid out to Kimmy and I to host an entire month of episodes dedicated to the moms who inspire us. We are hosting these episodes during September because it's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. In the United States alone, over 15,000 children under the age of 21 are diagnosed with cancer every year. On today's episode of Hustle and Muscle, we are excited to introduce you to our friend, Darlene Rios. Darlene's daughter, Kaylee, is part of that 15,000 statistic, and she has agreed to share her story with us. So welcome, Darlene. How are you? Hi. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I am wonderful. Good, good. We are so happy that you're on tonight's episode. And for those listening, Darlene is local here in the Hampton Roads area. And she is going to start off just by telling us um, who she is and her story and a little bit about Kaylee. So you have it, Darlene. Wonderful. Well, as you mentioned, uh, my name is Darlene. I am a busy wife and mom. I have two children. They're eight and 10 years old, and we have four dogs. Um, wow. <laughs> so I know that between the children and the husband and the dogs, I am <laughs> very blessed. Um, and as you mentioned, Kaylee, she is my eight-year-old. It was diagnosed with stage four high-risk neuroblastoma six and a half years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, um, it was pretty difficult finding out that she was diagnosed with cancer because she was not the first child in my family to be diagnosed with cancer. Yeah. My nephew was diagnosed, um, nine months before my daughter was diagnosed. So wow. hearing words, yeah, that my child also had the, had cancer, let alone mm-hmm. the same type of cancer. It was, we were just in um, disbelief that this was happening to our family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how old, how old is Kaylee now? So Kaylee is eight years old now. She was wow. diagnosed um, just at two years old. Wow. Goodness. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So, so take us through, take us back and take us through the feelings. You said, of course, I'm sure it's a huge shock and just, what are you feeling in, in that moment? Um, you know, in the moment, um, you know, we knew our daughter was very sick. We didn't know what was wrong with her. And you know, of course the doctors come out and they take my husband and I mm-hmm. in a conference room where, you know, we heard those initial words that you know, your child has cancer mm-hmm. or high risk neuroblastoma. Um, and immediately it just, it was like you were sucker punched to the gut. You just, you can't breathe. Um, and I was in just disbelief. Like, why are they telling me this? They've, they've got us mixed up with another family. This, what, this can't happen to us. We already have a child in our family, you know, with cancer. How, how does Kaylee have cancer? This just isn't right. And so I kept asking a lot of questions. Um, you know, are they sure that she had cancer? Are they positive that they didn't get the test results fixed up because I was just lost. I just, I had witnessed what 
these kids go through with being so sick and what it does to their body, what it does to them emotionally, what it does to their parents emotionally. And I just thought this can't happen to our family. This, this can't happen to my child. Um, so it took a long time uh, for it to set in. I say a long time. It probably took about 24 hours um, to yeah. set in. That this was going to be our path that our daughter really did have cancer um, and we were going to have to go into this fight um, together and be strong because it was going to be long, and hard. Um, yeah. So tell us. Knowing kind of what, you know, most newly diagnosed families, they're completely blindsided by it because they don't know a lot of children or any children with cancer and how it affects the family. And so they're kind of living it moment by moment as they go through it. But with us, it was just a little bit different because we had seen my sister live through it with her son. So we kind of knew what was going to happen. We knew what the treatment looked like. And it was just your worst nightmare becoming a reality. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, I can't imagine. But um, tell us a little bit about Kaylee's specific diagnosis, um, the type of cancer that she is fighting. So Kaylee has stage four high-risk neuroblastoma. And neuroblastoma is a cancer of um, the nervous system. Uh, There are cells in your nervous system and your body that have just been programmed wrong. Mm -hmm. So they keep growing. Um, So at diagnosis, Kaylee had a tumor in her abdomen. She had 80% of her bone marrow packed with cancer cells. And then she had bone disease from head to toe. Um, on her MIBG scans, that's a scan they do to detect where the cancer is at in the body. It was so bad around her eyes. It looked like she was wearing a pair of sunglasses in the, on the scans because it had gotten so bad. And they normally don't find neuroblastoma, unfortunately, until it has metastasized all over the body. There was no symptoms that my child had, um, besides two black eyes that popped up out of nowhere, yeah. that she was sick. Um, so the, the treatment plan for high-risk neuroblastoma is about 18 months. Hmm. So Katie went through t- surgeries to remove the tumor. She went through chemotherapy. She went through radiation. She went through a stem cell transplant. And then she also went through some immunotherapy and we were really lucky. Kaylee achieved remission. She responded very well. Um, so she finished treatment right at about 20 months because we had a couple of weeks in there that was a little bit delayed, but she beat it. We were so thankful yeah. that she had been able to finish that treatment that was so toxic and, and, and hard on her body. Um, but since then, Kaylee has relapsed four times. Oh. So wow. each time she's relapsed, it's kind of brought on this, you know, different emotions and different treatments and yeah. having to travel quite a bit for that. Right. Now, I know talking with Amy, one thing that I did not realize about, um, cancer treatment was how aggressive it was like um, just hearing her son's story. And I'm sure, you know, you say the same thing with Kaylee here, just how 
um, how aggressive they are for those 18 months to get them into remission. So I, I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize unless you're in that situation. Um, it's just how daunting it is. We lived in a bubble. Um, yeah. Very daunting. We, you know, that the children get so sick and their immune systems get so compromised that you can't come out in public. They can't go to restaurants and eat. They can't go to school. They can't go to a playground and play. They really have to be at home um, or they have to be at the hospital. And at diagnosis, when you leave that hospital, they sit you down with a nurse practitioner and they tell you how you have to clean your house, how you have to clean your utensils, how you have to soak things in bleach, how you can't use a dish rag in your house that you have to use, you know, disposable rags because the regular dish rags can make your child really ill because they collect so much bacteria in them. Um, so before you leave, you get this rundown of what you can and can't do with your child. Um, even so much to how you discipline your child. Um, with children with cancer, if, if, if you grew up in a home where you believe in spanking a child on the butt, um, you're not allowed to do that. Mm. Because the children get so um, sick and their blood count drops so low, their platelets drop very low, that if they um, you know, were to get spanked or if they were to fall or anything, that that would mean a hospital visit for them. They could potentially bleed out. Wow. So you have a lot of things completely taken out of your control. Um, when you leave the hospital and kind of told how to live for the next however long your child is, is fighting this cancer. Yeah. So would you say that these are some of your everyday obstacles that normal, and I don't want, I hate to use that word normal, but that parents who don't have cancer like, we don't even think twice about spanking our kids. But for yeah. you, that's an obstacle. You can't, you can't do it. It's, a, it's definitely a struggle because you have to parent your children the same. And, and, and it's difficult because when you have a child with cancer, you want to, um, you know, you can't spank them. And you, you kind of want to give them everything because they're sick and they don't feel good. And they don't get to go to school. And they don't get to go to birthday parties. And they don't get a do all the things that the other siblings have to do. So you kind of want to give them the world, but you have to take a step back and think, you know what? I have to be uniform with all the siblings. If, if one person, you know, can't do this, then we all can't do this. Or if, if I can't spank one child, well, then we all, you know, get timeouts or we all get, you know, screen time taken away. Mm -hmm. um, the, the parenting is a very difficult thing. Yeah. More than one child, um, with one of them being ill. What uh, what other obstacles would you say that you have that you come up against a lot? Um, the aspect of Kaylee wanting to do things she can't do. So Kaylee is my tomboy. She loves sports. Like if she could go on American Ninja Warrior, she would be on the show. <laughs> but trying to reel her back in and because um, her body is limited to what she can do. So normal kids can come home off the bus and they can go for a bike ride around the neighborhood or they can get on their skateboard or get on their trampoline. Well, there's some weeks where Kaylee gets off the bus and she can't do those things because if she falls, she could bleed a lot because of her platelets being so low because of what the chemotherapy does to her body where we have to go to the hospital. 
Um, so it's very difficult and it's very hard for Kaylee for me to have to, you know, say, I'm sorry, honey, let's come inside and read a book or let's, you know, play a game or let's do something else that's not active when, you know, yeah. all the children can kind of come and go as they please. So that's a really hard struggle. Yeah. Um, I would say another struggle is, you know, we live in this world and we've lived in this cancer world for six and a half years and we meet so many families and the families become friends, the children become friends. We kind of understand the lifestyle that they're living because we're living the same lifestyle, but there's not always sunshine and rainbows in our world. Um, there's a lot of sadness that happens. Mm-hmm. So protecting our children from the sadness, protecting the children from when there's not a great outcome, you know, with their friend that they've seen every day in clinic for the past year or two, um, to have to tell them that those, you know, those children have gone to be in the arms of Jesus is always a very um, yeah. thing. Yeah. It's something kids should have to deal with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, me growing up, the, the worst thing, you know, or not say the worst thing, but, you know, it's when your grandparents pass away. It was never your classmates or your playmates yeah. or Mm-mm. anything like that. So it's definitely been difficult on Kaylee and her sister because her sister's, you know, just as much a part of it as Kaylee. So that's always a difficult one. Yeah, absolutely. So with social media and the way that it is, how everybody um, – Because when you get on social media and you join Facebook, all of a sudden you have developed a PhD in medicine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've been on Facebook for five years. From Um, Google. Right? (laughs) Dr. Google. So my question for you is because um, I saw this personally happen to Amy last year and I wanted to mama bear her and just take over and it wasn't my position, but how do you handle the unwanted medical advice that's sent your way like from holistic and natural path and if you did this and you did that then you know how do, how do you how do you handle that how do you not how do you not beat them up <laughs> it is it's actually it's very difficult because i have mixed emotions about it so mm-hmm. the first emotion i get is i get angry i, I get angry like do these people that send me this information, do they not think that I have not researched to the ends of the earth, that I've not been up until three o'clock in the morning researching how to save my child's life, right. research all the different clinical trials that my child could qualify for, or all the different holistic medicines or what other countries are offering. Any mom that has a child with cancer, we have spent hours and hours and hours of research on trying to see what the best thing is for our child. So when we get these messages saying, Hey, have you tried this? Hey, you know, I've heard this cures cancer. I, you know, I, my immediate response wants to be like, of course I've looked into it. I mean, (laughs) I'm Kaylee's mother. I, I have looked at everything for Kaylee, but then I have to take a step back and say, you know what? They love me and they love my family and they love Kaylee. They want to help Kaylee. They feel helpless. They want to find a cure for Kaylee just as bad as I do. And so 
I, you know, I always thank them for sending along the information and it's something that I may or may not look into. Um, but I feel like those messages come from a place of love. I don't think they come from a place of meanness, like I'm doing the wrong thing for my kid. Gotcha. Um, that's how I have to take it. Otherwise, I do want to get the whole mama bear instinct and get angry that people are sending me these messages like, why aren't you doing this? Um, because it's offensive almost because I've looked at it all. I've researched it all. I want my child to live until like 100 years old. Right. Uh, right. Makes, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So listeners, if you are one of those people that I just said that to, I think you should possibly step back and just pray <laughs> for the doctors and nurses and the medicine and stay off of Dr. Google, please. Yeah. Yeah. I and back, I, Darlene. <laughs> I think it, I think you hit the nail on the head though. I think at, at the core people do just care, like genuinely care. And so I think people don't know what they don't know and they, it's hard to, and people do just want to jump in and help. So I think you put it perfectly. It is unwanted in a lot of ways. It is, it can be offensive, but it's, I'm sure it's, there's that balance there where yeah. you just, it down down to the core, it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in one ear and out the other. <laughs> yes. So um, how have you seen God show up most in all of this? I, you know, I know this is such a dark I'm sure see, it has been a dark season and, and maybe will continue to be, but you know, I'm sure you've got some incredible stories of, of God just showing up in your life and in Kaylee's life as well. He has just, the biggest thing I can say is he has surrounded us with love. He has surrounded, mm-hmm. he has brought people into our lives. Um, we moved when Kaylee was in remission, she finished her treatment. We moved from Texas all the way to North Carolina. We didn't know a soul. My husband got a promotion with his job. And while we were here within the first year, Kaylee relapsed. Um, and we didn't have anybody. We didn't know anybody. We didn't know what to do. We had no family. And God just provided for us. And he brought people into our lives to that are my best friends now who, you know, would do anything uh, for us. And it's just, it's just taken back by the community that we live in that has just wrapped their arms around us. Um, it's, it's just been pretty wonderful. Um, yeah. At diagnosis, Kaylee. Uh, so at diagnosis, my husband and I, we had two little girls and we were in the you know, eight, in the hustle and bustle of life and we had kind of fallen out of going to church with the girls and they were little and it was just felt like exhausting so I kind of had lost touch with my church family and with God and was just in the hustle and bustle of life and didn't put God first and at diagnosis I had a friend come to the hospital and she brought me a bible and my name is engraved on it and she said I brought this for you. She said, you're going to, you know, you're going to need this. And and I thanked her for it. And it was within like the first couple of days of Kaylee's diagnosis. And so I I thanked her for the Bible. I had set it down and 
I had a moment that night where I was just, I completely broke down that, you know, this was Kaylee, it was the first time Kaylee was getting chemotherapy, that that poison was kind of running through her veins. And I was just on my knees at a loss, like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to Kaylee? What, you know, you, know, you start to question God, like, what did I do? Why? You know, I was all going to live. And I grabbed that Bible and I just, I didn't know what scripture to read to make me feel better. It had been so long since I had picked up the Bible and I just prayed. I just asked God to, to guide me to what I need to read in that Bible to help me, you know, get through the night and to, to get through this phase. And I opened up that scripture and it was a, it was an odd scripture that most people wouldn't find comforting. Um, but it was a story of Hezekiah where Hezekiah, um, was ill and he was going to die. And so I kept reading, I kept thinking like, this can't be what God wants me to read. This poor, you know, this man's going to die of this disease. Like, no, this is not what's going to happen. So I just kept reading and kept reading. And in the end, um, Hezekiah lives and he lives a long life and he's healed. And so I hung on to that. Like that was God's promise to me that it's going to be okay. Whether Kaylee is healed on earth or whether she's healed in heaven, she's going to be okay. Yeah. That was a big kind of defining moment for me. And since then, um, you know, my family has gotten more involved in church. Um, my children know who Christ are now. And at, at the time they didn't. Um, and so it's just, I'm so thankful for that friend who brought me that Bible mm-hmm. and just, you know, got me back in touch with the Lord and my faith and, and my family's faith. Yeah. yeah. I think it's incredible how unbelievable tragedy that Jesus can still show up and be like, I'm here and bring, still bring comfort, even yes. when you have so many unanswered questions mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem fair. Wow. Yeah. Just to, just to hear people, you know, always come back to that, I think is encouraging. So Anna, Haley had a very defining moment in her life. Um, she was, this was two years ago, so she would have been six years old. We were at Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York, and Kaylee was getting this terrible, terrible antibody treatment to help her body recognize the cancer cells and kind of train her body to kill them on their own. Yeah. Well, she had one of the worst reactions that they've seen. Um, we all thought she was dying. She became unresponsive. Um, so I sat with her and I, and I just prayed with her. Um, it was okay. And that she was brave. Yeah. And out of that, what came out of that is, um, Kaylee had a conversation with God. So fast forward, you know, six months later, you know, we were talking about the time that Kaylee had that really bad reaction and she almost died, but she came out of it. And what Kaylee said is that, mom, I could feel myself running out of air and I couldn't breathe. And I just, I just prayed. I prayed to God to save me, to let me breathe, to let me be here. And she said, mom, he came right down on me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. God is so good. And for her to have such confirmation in God that he's real at six years old. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Yeah, it is. Oh, goodness. Wow. So with that, and with her faith in Jesus and your faith in Jesus, and even with everything that has happened with you guys, how, how exactly has this strengthened your relationship with your husband and family? And I know that's kind of like a very personal question, and it may come across as sounding rude, but I know a lot of people want to know, like, what is it that you did that, that strengthened you guys? How did you walk through this and become so strong and so solid? Well, that's a a hard question because cancer definitely, it tests your marriage. It it tests Mm. your family. I mean, Satan is right there on your shoulder and he just trying to destroy your family Um, because we're pulled, you know, for the first, I mean, for the last six years, we've been pulled in every direction, but together, you know, I'm always at the hospital with Kaylee, whether it's in the state of New York the state of you know Pennsylvania um you know, we've had to travel a lot for treatment so there hasn't been a lot of family time mm-hmm. but one thing that we make sure and do with our family is treasure the moments we have together mm-hmm. you know we just we soak in all the memory you know it's it's almost like you want to freeze, freeze time so when we're having a family dinner we're we're zoned in on that family dinner there are no electronics at the table we are talking about our day and just focusing on our family because our time together is so limited um so that's one thing that we've always done we try and keep life as normal and as fun as possible if that even makes sense we really try not to let cancer define us or Kaylee, we try and make it just like every other, every other day, you know, the focus is not on cancer. The focus is on what can we do today? You know, what's, what's good in our lives today? Because if you focus on the negativity of cancer, it'll just eat you alive and will make you a sad, bitter person. So we have to kind of sum it up as we just focus on, our family and making them best every day because we're not promised tomorrow. Right. So what um, advice, if any, do you have for a family that, you know, may be newly diagnosed or walking through this? And I know, um, you know, this may look different for everybody, but if you could give any advice, what would that be? My best advice would be take it one day at a time take it hour by hour. It's just going to be, you know, those first few days are hard and you want to get on the internet and you want to research, <laughs> um, <you laughs> join Facebook groups. You want to get all the advice you can, but my best advice is just take it day by day and you've got to have God on your side. You've got to have him in your life. You've got to help have him with you in this path because without him, I don't know how it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how parenting without Jesus is possible. <laughs> yeah. Nonetheless, adding when you were, you were just talking about taking it hour by hour, that's advice uh, we, I just gave to a friend that uh, Kayla and I know who just had her third baby. And yeah. it's like, if we all just sat back and took life hour by hour, I think it would be easier to not be so overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I think that's awesome advice. Yeah. I mean, because it's it's overwhelming. You want to think about, there's just so many scenarios that can go through your head. It's just better to just live in the moment, live for now. Everybody is smiling now. So let's focus on the smiles now. You know, if this minute my child is, is super sick, well, that's this minute. Let's, let's pray for the next minute. The next minute's going to be better. <laughs> yeah. 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 So how many, how many months or days, hours, seconds are left until the chemo is done this go around? So that is a great question. <laughs> Haley's diagnosis, um, per science, per science, Kaylee will never be off treatment. Wow. For science, the disease will take Kaylee. Yeah. However, we believe in a higher power in God. Amen. Every day. Amen. And I know that uh, Kayla and I stand in agreement with you right now that Kaylee is going to be completely healed of this that she's going to shock in all those doctors and those nurses and they are going to look at your family and say, how did this happen? And you're going to be able to give God glory with it. And I cannot wait for that day because I know it's coming. Yes. And you know, she's already showing the world who's boss. I mean, she's eight years, she is six and a half years in of fighting cancer. She's had more chemotherapy, more anti-cancer drugs than than anybody I know for sure and Kaylee is amazing she is not on one single medication daily she has all of her organs working perfect she's a straight-a student and she's amazing and so I know that God has a purpose for her um, I just can't wait to figure out what that is because she's a pretty amazing little girl yeah yeah she's She's something. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, so with, you know, what you just told us about um, her being on ongoing treatment, you know, you don't know when that day will come that she won't be. Um, I kind of want to rephrase this next question. How do you, how do you celebrate things in her daily life where, cause like you said, you know, this can, if you just think about it, you would become bitter and sad if, if cancer is all you thought about. So, what are things that Kaylee likes to do? How does she like to have fun and celebrate? Um, does she daydream about one day, you know, not having this? I'm sure she does. Yeah. Um, Kaylee, yes. So Kaylee asks all the time, when am I going to be done with chemo? When am I going to be yeah. done with this? And then, you know, what's the next sort of scans, mom? She's like, I know they're going to be good. I know I'm not going to have to be So... She is, um, she cannot wait for the day that she is done with taking medicine. Yeah. But we celebrate all the time. We are a crazy family that celebrates <laughs> things. We throw a party if we get an A on a test. We, you know, um, if someone's having a sad day, well, what can we do to brighten up that day? We just yeah. like to live in the moment. We're very spur of the moment people. Mm-hmm. And we just take advantage of a sunny day and go outside and jump on um I would say that one of Kaylee's biggest things that she would love to do is like I said she wants to go on American Warrior. <laughs> she's, I love it. She, 
she watches it and she loves it. She is, you know, that is Kaylee. Um, yeah. I would say if Kaylee could do anything or have a big party or something crazy like that, it would be American Ninja Warrior style. Well, we're going to get her there. <laughs> yes. We're all going to wear t-shirts. <laughs> She would, her and my daughter would get along so well because my daughter's seven and absolutely loves American Ninja Warrior as well. Like we have to record it if we're not going to be home to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> they so, would get along so great. <laughs> so we just introduced um, my four-year-old son to it, Silas. So I could only imagine teaming up Sophie, <laughs> Silas, and Kaylee. It would be this like power pack duo. <laughs> Trio, that duo, because I can count. <laughs> I just, I know it's going to happen, and I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so, yeah. since since moving here, because you mentioned that um, you moved from Texas to North Carolina, um, how have friendships changed since you have started this journey? You know, it's um, friendships have definitely changed. Change. You know, the friends that we had before our kids were diagnosed, um, we found that they don't, they try really hard to relate and they try hard to help, but having a six child for six and a half years, they don't really know how to relate after a while. They don't really know how to be a good friend. And that, that sounds bad because I think that they want to be a good friend. They yeah. just don't know how, or they don't know what to say. And sometimes the sadness is, you know, they look at the sadness and it's too much for them to emotionally handle. Mm -hmm. So they just kind of step away. But since moving here, you know, we didn't know anybody when we moved here, but we have a wonderful church family. Like I said, God has brought so many wonderful people into our lives. Our church family is wonderful. Our, you know, our school family is wonderful. We have made amazing friendships at the hospitals we've been to with with the staff and with the families that go there I think some of the strongest bonds come from the families that kind of walk this path with you they can feel the the, the low low emotions that we're going through and I feel like these families can it may sound strange but we can feel a little deeper. We can feel a little bit more joy, you know, in times where there's joy and we can feel a little bit more sadness when there's times of sadness. And we can appreciate all those little moments in between that we used to always take for granted. Um, and having friends that, that get that and walk that path with you is a, is a pretty special thing. Yeah. Absolutely. So are you in North Carolina now? Yeah, we are just three miles south of the Virginia border, so. Oh, okay. It's not too far. Mm -mm. Not too far. I'm in Suffolk, so I'm probably closer to North Carolina than most people in the Hampton Roads. <laughs> yeah. So, a little bit further south. But, so, um, has your daughter been at CHKD then? Yeah, so she has been treated um, since, you know, the first relapse, she's been treated at CHKD. They are wonderful there. Mm-hmm. We've also traveled to CHOP. We've traveled to Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York. We've traveled to Hershey, uh, Pennsylvania, mm. the hospital of Penn State out there, um, all seeking uh, different treatments for Kaylee to hopefully kind of find that cure for her. Right. Um, but right. currently we are back home here at CHKD. 
And Kaylee has just a small spot of cancer in her leg. Mm -hmm. We are trying to um, get that stubborn spot to go away. We're going to do a biopsy on it here in a couple of weeks and send it out to the um, to NIH, the National Institute of Cancer, mm -hmm. to see if they can kind of break down those cancer cells and see what it's genetically made of and see if there's any drugs out there that will match wow. Haley's cancer. And um, yeah. I pray that a miracle happens. I pray that a drug matches for Kaylee's type of cancer cells that she's got in there and that we get our miracle. Yeah. We are praying that with you. Absolutely. Yes, we're in agreement. Yeah. Yes. So um, we had Amy share a little bit. I wanted to ask you as well. Um, just because I think people take for granted when there's such an amazing hospital right in their backyard mm -hmm. and we have such a great hospital with CHKD. So could you share a little bit of your experience with them and just, um, I guess if it's a bad experience, you don't have to. <laughs> no, it's a wonderful hospital. They are like a second home to us because we're there all the time, but really like yeah. a second family. Their yeah. doctors and nurses are, they don't, yes, they treat the child and the, you know, they do wonderful things for the kid, but I, they're really there just as much for the parents as the child. Um, mm -hmm. Over these we've been here about five years now, these five years being here, we've really gotten to know them and they're just, they're a very special group of nurses and doctors up there that really, truly care for these kids and put them first. They're amazing. They're, and, they're, and I can't forget their child life specialists. They make the world go round up there on that floor. They do so much fun things with the kids. Oh, the kids have a lot of fun with them. Yeah. Therapy come in. They have bingo days. They can win prizes. They have any kind of oh. you can imagine and video games. And they really try and keep the kids having fun and kind of forget about yeah. why they're there getting treatment, why they you know may not feel so good. Um, they really try and distract them and make a, a terrible place not so terrible. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's I think it's incredible that we have CHKD here, and that for people just to hear that all the good that they do, you know, that does come out of there. So, yeah, I think that's awesome. Awesome, awesome. So, Darlene, on <laughs> on our podcast, we each week we do this thing is called your hustle moment. And so it could be anything like you're able to bathe all the kids with no complaints. Uh, you're able to get a shower in for yourself. Um, maybe you have a side business and you rocked it and you hit some major goals for the week. Or maybe you were able to go on a date with your husband. Uh, so we want to know what is your hustle moment for this week? My hustle moment would be, so keep in mind, so I'm going to tell you this, you're going to think, she only accomplished four things in her day, but this is huge for me. So we live 40 minutes from CHKD. So we got chemo, we drove Kaylee to clinic, we got chemo. We hit the grocery store, we drove home from chemo, we drove another 30 minutes to meet the teacher night, and mom even found time for herself after that to go to the gym. Because Ooh, nice. <laughs> the gym is what keeps me sane. I mean, yeah. it's hard to find time for yourself. But going to the gym really helps lower like the, the anxiety you get by living this crazy lifestyle. I feel like we're always in this like 
fight or flight mode, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, when's, you know, when's the next thing going to have, you know, happen with Kaylee. And so going to the gym is important to me. So I was just stoked that I was able to do chemo grocery store, meet the teacher and then the gym. <laughs> I feel like, so I'm a trainer, I'm a personal trainer. And I feel like you just gave everyone that I work with, like you set the bar high because <laughs> they, they will come up with every excuse under the sun not to go to the gym. And it's like, come on. <laughs> I mean, it was hard. I mean, I tell you what, it was so hard to go, but I know that I will feel so much better. Right. I will sleep better. I will breathe better. Yeah, absolutely. Better if I just go. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's amazing. Well, it took, awesome. me a long, took me a long time to get there. It took me five and a half years to get there because I had every excuse in the world and I had a child that was sick and I just couldn't yeah. commit to going to a gym. And finally I said, you know what? I love my family's a family. I love my child. I'll do anything for them, but I've got to do one thing for myself or I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's what it was. It was the gym. It's, yeah. It's worked for me. Absolutely. Um, so Kayla, what is your hustle moment for the week? My hustle moment? Oh goodness. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna put me on the spot. <laughs> Heck yeah. No, it's Darlene and my turn to ask you this a question. Is, this is gonna sound super crazy and it's gonna make me sound like I'm really lazy. But um okay, so we had family come in over the weekend last weekend. And I made a promise to myself because I, you know, I cleaned my house from top to bottom, scrubbed it. And I made a promise that this week it was going to stay clean. And so far I have loaded the dishes every day. <laughs> that is have, loading the dishes every day sometimes <laughs> is so hard. Yeah. I, as soon as I see a dish be put in the sink, I'm like, it's going in the dishwasher. I'm not letting the dishes pile up. I, I'm going to sweep the floor every day because I have a two-year-old. So a lot of stuff gets put on the floor. But yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm staying on top of it this week because it's going to make me feel better. <laughs> awesome. I'm proud all, of right, you guys. all right Kimmy <laughs> okay so uh, we just moved I'm currently pregnant six months pregnant um, I've got a six four two-year-old and a husband <laughs> so a functioning kitchen um, but I have bathed my kids more in the past week and a half than I think I have in the past year. And <laughs> it's partly because my kids are in school already. And yeah. in order for them to have good hair days, I've got to give them a shower. <laughs> yes. Good hair days. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Um, so, so, Darlene, we had – I just – this is the first time I've ever really gotten to talk to you. I have heard so many amazing things about you from Amy and then from just other people. And I was looking at the Adipsy site and I saw that um, they had quoted you at the top there. And I just, I'm so thankful and honored that you, or we both are thankful and honored yeah. that you were willing to just sit here and share something so personal and so like, so impactful with us that we don't take it lightly mm. and um i just want to be friends with you thank you for having me and thank you yeah. for hear our story um kaylee's story and how we've tried to to just stay above water and yeah those little girls happy and moving forward in life um yeah now 
Um, do you have a place online, whether it's Facebook or a website that we can follow Kaylee? Is there, do you have anything like that set up that we can share with our listeners as well? Yeah. Uh, Kaylee has a Facebook page called cure for Kaylee. Okay. Awesome. And see a little picture of her. I think the profile picture is with her and her dog. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. We will definitely share that. So that way people can, can follow you and follow her uh, journey and, because we know that there is a cure out there. We are, we are speaking it now. So yes, it out there. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like Kimmy, everything Kimmy said, we are, I'm so honored and we've loved chatting with you tonight and just thank you for sharing your story. It's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely um, a huge honor for us. So, and we will be sharing your episode soon. So we'll let you know as soon as it's live. (laughs) I can't wait to to hear it. I feel like I might have not done such a great job on the oh, first no. time you asked me <laughs> question because I was so nervous. But. No, 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 not at all. So this I have learned. Great. I've learned in our podcast journey because we started back in April, May, that mm-hmm. just listening to some of like the big name podcasts and even like our podcasts, the number one thing that always makes it the best is just having a real conversation. And I think, like, that's what we experienced tonight. And I think as our listeners listen to it, as they fold laundry or they clean or they drive or they grocery shop, that they feel like they're in the room with us. And so I think you did fantastic. I think maybe you should have a podcast. (laughs) Well, thank you, but I'll leave it to you, too. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Darlene. It was so great talking to you tonight. You guys, too. And have a good night. Love those Yes. You too. We love yes. you. Yes. Bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hustle and Muscle podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find Hustle and Muscle and the Thoughtbox podcast network on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash hustle and muscle podcast and facebook.com forward slash thoughtbox pod. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing on iTunes or SoundCloud. We appreciate your support.